This episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast is proudly brought to you by Dragon Industrial Rap. Fuse. Ready for any project, no matter how big or how small. Dragon Industrial Rap. Hey, it's old Big Chief, and yeah, you're taking another ride on a whiskey trip, and I got some fucking jokers with me tonight. Uh, I've checked these guys out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. They are killing it. Not only are they killing that, but they they kill animals too. They they're killer of ducks, and and deer, and anything out there that has four legs or flies or whatever with feathers. They are the Bayou Dragons, right? Yes, sir. If it's legal. If it's le- yeah, well, hey, that's, that's there's nothing wrong with that, right? We do abide by the law. Yes. Well, I can't say that I've did that my entire life. Well, we can't say that either. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, Officially. Big Chief. I'm not going to lie to you in your own house. So who do I got with me tonight? So you got Porter May, Mitch McCall, and Tanner Williamson. Like, not Porter Wagner. Not Porter Wagner, even though that's what Mitchell's dad called me forever. <laughs> that's the only other person I've ever heard call you Porter Wagner. As soon as somebody he said, hey, this is Porter, I was like, Porter Wagner. That's Travis McCall was always Porter Wagner. Or there's a song, hey, Porter. Hey, Porter. Song. Yeah. Hey, Porter. Yeah, you know Porter, that song. Johnny huh? Cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Porter's yeah, kind of that older name, you know. It comes back, you know, from all the stuff from years and years ago. I, I like it, man. That, that's a fucking man's name. Yeah, right there. I don't know about that man's name, but yeah, it's okay. Mitchell. That's yeah, okay. Mitchell, yeah. that's a little boy's name. That's okay, too. <laughs> Do you go by Mitch or Mitch? Either or, you know, whatever you're feeling is fine. Mitch, my little Mitchell. brother's my little brother's name is Mitchell, and uh, I used to call him Mitch the bitch. Yeah, so I've also been called that <laughs> many times. That's why, honestly, I introduce myself as Mitchell, because if I say Mitch, they'll be like, huh? Like, I got to say, you know, that's why I introduced myself as Mitchell. And then we got Tanner. That's like a – that is a little boy's name. It is. Absolutely. It is a really little – he definitely spikes his hair up in the front. A little feminine, tips. too. A little feminine. I've never – he didn't take his hat off the whole time. Well, I ain't got much hair left. That's why. That's why I did Well, we got to set some rules down first because I seen, saw some videos with you guys who were some mutual friends. And, uh, Porter, listen, no wieners on the show, dude. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I seen you shoving one in your throat. You yep. said it hit the back. <laughs> yes, yes. It was a it was a girthy long boudin. Boudin. Yeah. Good uh, times. Good times. Most people, a lot of people, don't know what boudin is that listen to our podcast. So, what is boudin? Uh, it is encased um, rice and sausage. I would say that's pretty fairly accurate. Yeah. I mean, a rice sausage uh, Cajun mixture. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. And some kind of intestine. It's rice, meat, seasoning, and, you know, encased in a uh, pig intestine, pretty much. You right? like boudin? In a pi- yeah. Oh, I'm, look at me. I'm fat as fuck. I like anything. You're really not that fat. Yesterday, you were telling me, like, that you were really big, and I met you today, and you're not that big. You're not as big as I thought you were going to be. It, well, I'm I'm 6'3", and I'm 300 pounds, so that's that's big. I yeah. call that build husky. Husky. Good, strong I'm, husky man. I'm from the farm, so you're a strong yeah. husky gentleman. He's a husky I, gentleman. I, and when I was in the Coast Guard, people, I'm the hand of God that you'd see come down and reach down and jerk your ass out of the water if you fell in the water. So that's what people would say. They'd be like, "Would you rather have that skinny feller over there reach down and grab you, or you want to have old Big Chief?" Were you a swimmer? I could swim. That's how I did my PT test for the last like probably 14 years of my career was instead of running. Because do I look like I run? No. Uh, but I can swim me. like a fucking whale. There you go. <laughs> I pull wet, wait better than a John boat. Uh, I can move. 
not anymore maybe, but I mean, I get in a pool and swim almost every day in the summertime. So, um, yeah. Big chief. And that, uh, so we're doing a little joint podcast today and you are telling me you got the, the big is your native American background. Native American. Well, I was a chief in the coast guard plus the native American. So the chief part, and then being a rather, mm-hmm. rather husky fella, the big part, but there's a story that goes with that. I was with a bunch of uh, other chiefs and, uh, we're standing around and my guys are all waiting for me to stop talking to all these other chiefs. And they were trying to get our attention, really my attention. Cause it was Friday afternoon and they wanted to go home. And, uh, I was trying to not pay attention to them and uh, pay attention to the guy that was talking to all of us chiefs. And, uh, they, they finally said, Hey, big chief. And all the other chiefs looked at me and they were like, pretty sure that that's you. And, uh, it was me and it, that name kind of stuck. And, you know, whenever I started doing podcasting and stuff, I had big chiefs barbecue for a while. I did some catering and, uh, it just has stuck. And, um, you know, is it a personality? Not, it's just me, you know? Um, yeah, it's on your Facebook bio. It is. <laughs> Does that make it true if it's on? Yeah, it is. If Facebook actually, official, I, man. The book told, of faces. Yeah. Well, when Mitch told me about you and was like, dude, I heard this dude, Big Chief, and I was like, well, that doesn't help me because I don't know, like, your real name. And then after you had messaged and we started exchanging, you know, info, I looked and it said Big Chief in your bio and quotes. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the same guy. Yeah. I even got an Instagram, Big Bourbon Chief. Uh yeah, I barely ever use it. I post personal stuff on there of me and my wife or, you know, trips we take. But well, we're on a fucking whiskey podcast, and uh, I put some pours out for you guys. Uh, had you guys had any of those bottles before? Who wants to start? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't had nothing you've given me there's tonight. Not a single bottle on here that I haven't had. I've had variations. Tonight. I've had Weller, but I haven't had the Weller that I'm drinking now. Old you know. Forster. I've had a bunch of Old Forester, never had Old Fitzgerald. Nope. The reason I always put good bourbon out uh, for any guest is to show that, to share your fucking bottles. Open your bottles and share them. They, they're not antique collections. They're, I don't want it to say I have a collection. I want to have, I have whiskey to share with people. You know, no matter if it's the best whiskey in the world or if it's the bottom shelfer, I want to share it. And I, I want to show you guys that, that my, when my house is open for friends and I consider you guys friends, but even coming over here, uh, but I wanted to share good whiskey with you. And there's not a bottle on the table right now that ain't a good bottle of whiskey. Um, you know, I'm not going to put a bottom pour out for you, but you guys are all whiskey drinkers, right? Yeah, I'm, some of us are a little Same more thing. fresh than other. Like I just recently got into it a couple months ago. They've been pretty big whiskey drinkers for a while, but I've never had any of these bottles. I've been wanting to try them for a long time. All the ones you put out, and they've everyone's on tried so far has been awesome and we really appreciate you sharing with us well that's that's what whiskey's for is to share with other whiskey drinkers and not to sit back there and just shoot it back but to sit there and talk about have a great conversation right and we've we've been having a monster conversation in here just all kinds of stuff we've covered a thousand topics already but tell tell my listeners how the how you guys got together there's another one of you that's missing right yeah, well, there's a couple that's missing, but the core group um, that grew up together, um, me, Porter, Tanner, um, two other guys in the group, Joe, Matthew, Matthew's my little brother, Joe's dear friend of ours, part of the group, and um, really, we just grew up hunting, fishing together, all been best buds through school, and um, I've known Mitchell since we were four, 
and I knew his little brother when he was born when he was still shitting yell at Matthew. So yeah. are all of you skinny little fuckers? You don't have yes. no big duck. You don't have one big guy. Well, well, no, not not in the core group, but we hang out with some big some bitches yes. like Damon Bailey. Yeah. He, we've had him on the podcast. Law enforcement. He's like six seven, two eighty five. I would That's consider big, uh, right big, big, uh, big George has been in a lot of our stuff too. He he helps us out a lot, and he's a good friend of ours. Big tatted up, big yoked up dude. Good guy, good friend. But uh, anyway, we grew up hunting and fishing together, and um, I don't know about eighth grade, ninth grade. Me and Tanner started becoming friends, and um, Mitchell didn't like me for many years. They he was hated the, me. No, that's not yeah. true. But uh, anyway, uh, we started hunting together, and um, did you guys fight each other at one time or something? No, no. no he didn't. Did you steal his girlfriend? Man, <laughs> that might My have been the fuck, case. I knew it. I knew <laughs> they it. did. Me and Mitchell fist fought in our, and it wasn't on purpose. It was just it just happened, and yeah, and, you know, well, friends uh, fight, friends but. Fight. Uh, that was anyway, the first friend fight. We you uh, fought over a girl? No, we didn't fight. Well, we know. never fought. Me and Porter fought before, but uh, <laughs> yes. in the past, you know I what I mean. Missed it. Good times, but um, <laughs> he threw a beer th- almost through our sheetrock. Mitchell, Mitchell's uh, like, damn, chief, you bringing up bad memories. Yeah, they built they built character. There ain't, there ain't yeah. friendship without fucking shit like that happening. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I'm telling you, man. It sometimes you know you got to air it out. You can't just let it build up and. Shit happens, but it, that's the great thing about whiskey is, hey, let's sit down and have a pour and fuck, let's get our feelings out, right? And exactly. Let's talk this out and, and be grown ups. And but you guys are all pretty young. You're twenty eight, twenty seven, or twenty eight. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty eight. Yeah. Still young, right? But I'm super impressed with you guys that you do. You've started this show, Bayou Dragons, and you're going out and doing great content. I mean, I'm super impressed I, there's people that's been in the game for 30 years doing this stuff that isn't doing the stuff that you guys are doing did all that start when you were nine and you just like let's get this shit rolling so in the eighth grade we came up with the name and back then the social media game was not what it is now no. by no means i still had a flip phone but the boulder the boulder so we would uh what we do is we're hunting and fishing a lot we take photos on our flip phone and I would take it from the SD card on my flip phone, put it to my laptop, upload it on like Instagram. And we had like an original Bayou Dragons like Instagram. And we thought we were hot shit because we gained like a thousand followers back in, this was back in the day. 2009, a thousand followers was like, you know, but it just, it fell off. And like we never stopped hunting and fishing and doing all that it was just like no, social media ain't worth a shit you know what i mean yeah we didn't have the there wasn't an iphone uh or any we didn't have money to buy quality camera gear anything like that so then we two right over two years ago now like two and a half we haven't even been doing it for three 20. years now coming up on three coming up on three because we've only had a but yeah so going coming up on three mitchell just um Came to we were all actually all in my uh, garage. We're all hanging out, just drinking, bullshitting. And uh, Mitch was like, "Man, I've been seeing all these people do this, you know, posting hunting videos and fishing videos. Like, we can do that, except better." And he's like, "Let's come up with a name, you know." Unknowing, like bringing back the Bayou Dragons, he goes, yeah. "We're like, okay, let's start a brand. We'll attempt to start a brand." And then, like after like a week of talking, he's like, "Why don't we just bring back the Bayou Dragons? It's unique." We did. And people love, like a lot of people buy our stuff, don't 
hunt, fish, anything. It's like the name Bayou Dragons. You know. Now Tanner don't say Bayou like you guys say Bayou, like I say Bayou. How do you say it, Tanner? Bayou Dragons. I don't know. I don't know. You said over there. You he said cha- he's changing it up. He, he now did. Yeah, he podcast. said it over there. I heard it too. Yeah, because I was like, say? what? Yeah. What is he talking about? Yeah, I don't Where know. You? I don't know what he's got going on, man. Yeah. I thought I thought we just always say Bayou Dragons. Nah, he said something else. Bayou. He, he said me and my I mean, wife people, were in a boat on the. On the bayou. Bayou or something. He said bio. Bio. Oh, I might have said bio. I do say bio. That is not the correct pronunciation, in my opinion. No, I don't. But, I mean, I grew up and uh, hear it from, I mean, I have some some family that. Murder. Oh, I mean. My mom does the same thing. She calls it bio dragon. Like, my my stepdad's side of the family, they are so deep in the heart of Louisiana. You know, they say shit you, you don't even know what the hell they're talking about. You I don't know. know. I've known a lot of coasties that grew up on a bayou or and I'm from Bayou Lobatre. Uh I had a, a ex brother in law was from uh I forgot where the hell Gonzalez, Louisiana, but he, he would be like, I back on a partner I'm on a bayou and I was like, What'd you say? Partner. I ain't your partner <laughs> Well, you know what's funny? I haven't said anything yet, but uh the way you say uh nature's kills me. Natchez, yeah, Natchez. It's Natchez. a, it's got an e in it. I, it does. Whatever. I just, I say Natchez, and you were like, yeah, I was over at the. I, 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 can't I even picked say up it. on it too when <laughs> yeah, he said I it. Didn't the brewery, Natchez, Natchez. Is it Natchez? I say Natchez. I as well say Natchez. Natchez, and, and it, and yeah, I. Maybe that's in Tennessee, the Natchez tra- Trail. I don't know. I just, I like how you say it, but you're like, yeah, we're over the Natchez uh, brewery, and I was like. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck. I mean, good. <laughs> just say it the way good. I say it. Good. Exactly. That's I'm, me. I'm like, a, I fucking, I say bio, by you, whatever. I don't bio. care. I don't know if that's all right or not. You're not old enough not to give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. you gotta, and you're not that big of a man, so you, you got to oh. care. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't give a damn. You Little. haven't got to a point in your life where you'll rip another man's ear off yet, have you? I have not physically done it, no. Yeah, well, I'm at that point in my life where... I'm too old to fight somebody, so I just rip their ear off and show it to them if I had to. I mean, that's really what I would probably do. Is do not cross Big Chief is the message here. Yeah. Look, yeah. somebody Chief. said I was just a big teddy bear, though, and I was like, hmm. I believe Mitchell said that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I promise you I did. I seen him, I seen him eyeballing me like, man, I hope that man gives me a hug. Uh, no, after sir. the podcast, we're going to have a fish fight. On the, uh, big Mike, uh, if you don't mind, actually, I know we're on your podcast, but could you just tell what you do for – our listeners, because we're going to post the same podcast. I just want yeah. Them to so come my out. show is it's the whiskey trip, right? And um, it's about the journey you take with whiskey. And everybody started somewhere. Uh, I remember my whiskey trip back in high school in the hill country of Texas, uh, right near, not too far from San Saba, Texas. Uh, but it, the, my hometown's Evant, Texas. Uh, but we used to go to hunters' cabins in the summertime and uh, partake in their whiskey uh, just a little bit. And uh, I started my whiskey trip then with friends and buddies like you guys. Just we were having a good time in life, and we're going down the Lampasas River, a place called the Bennett Creek that pours into the Lampasas River, hunting coons and uh, hunting deer, and just. Just having a good time in life, you know. Being a country boy is a, it's a good fucking time. Good lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that thinks it's not, or they just haven't lived it. They haven't exactly. lived that life. You know, when people talk about 
skinny dipping and stuff like that. That's how I grew up, you know, hoping a snapping turtle didn't bite it off in the middle of the night. We caught a bunch of big one of those. Oh yeah. It'll make, it'll make you think, but, oh yeah. um, you know, I, I started the whiskey trip after coming back home to Texas this past year. And the guest I have on, I have distillery owners, distillers, uh, friends, whoever wants to tell me their story about their passion about whiskey and why they drink whiskey, why they got into whiskey. And everybody's got a story. Like the three of you got a story about whiskey, I'm sure. What was your guys' first uh, pours of whiskey? Good pours or uh, no, just drunken pours? Whatever it is, yeah. Uh, so I know in high school, we uh, there's a lot of McCormick's uh, whiskey, R&R, you know, mm, the cheap yeah, stuff and just getting annihilated. But enjoying still the taste of whiskey, you know, and just as I got, as probably the same with them, as I got older and got money and started buying, you know, good pours of whiskey, I was like, oh, this is what this is about. Not just getting tarnished on a, a bottle yeah. of R&R Reserve or so, Canadian Hunter or Seagram's. Exactly. I mean, so growing up when we, me and Porter kind of, you know, got responsible with each other. I mean, just period in life. You know, me, we, we moved in together uh, to as a couple, a, as a rent house. You know? <laughs> as a couple. And, and yes. we lived together for, and both had good jobs, kind of making our way up, you know, trying to be more responsible with our lives. And honestly, that's kind of when I felt like we got, we started hitting into that whiskey part of our life. I mean, you talked about a brand. It. You talked about a brand, McCormick. That's out of Missouri. Uh, and now, uh, they're like one of the largest vodka distilleries in America. Mm-hmm. Um, we drank a lot of McCormick. But now they have a brand uh, called Ben Holiday, and it's gained a lot of traction and got a lot of respect in America. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good bottle of whiskey to get, and it's reasonably twi- priced. It, if I'd have said this in high school, thirty four dollars for a bottle, I'd have, you know I'd have slapped the shit out of myself back then. Cause yeah, that's a lot. That that's, was a lot of money back yeah. then. Um, but now that's not that much money. That's a good bottle of whiskey for a great price but that McCormick has came a long ways it's not they don't want to be a bottom shelfer anymore they want to be that mid shelf uh, whiskey 4 ounce cups and the fucking get it yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. oh my god they did it a little dirty dude so what's a whiskey that you like your best bottle of whiskey at your house right now um I've got a Colonel Taylor small batch it was bought for the podcast um I really enjoyed that um Old Forester, Prohibition, 1920. I really like that bottle. Um, those are my two uh, that I've been sipping on recently. What about you, Porter? Uh, besides the unopened bottle of Old Forester that was gifted to us at the Whiskey Festival. The Ranch. The, ranch, the King Ranch, which was awesome that we got gifted that. Um, probably like the one I've been sipping on. So I got a McAllen, which ain't nothing crazy at all, Scotch. but I got a McAllen 12. And then I got, I don't know what that, I really can't remember what that scotch is that I. Uh, the it starts with a G. No, I gave that to Mitchell. Glendovich. Glendovich. No, I gave him the Glendovich. What I are don't, you talking about then? The other one. Uh, dude, I, I got a scotch. Warhole went and bought me a bottle of scotch. That oh, was, it's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Now, what fantastic. about what about you, Tanner? So I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a bottle at the house because I drink. No, I do. I have one bottle that has about this much left in it, and it's Buffalo Trace. But that, I have a million. No, hell no! I got a million empty bottles right now. Um, I keep them. But what I suggest for you, 
uh, is to start buying Evan Williams bottled and bond 100. Proof. I love Evan Williams. Do not get me wrong. He Used named to, his son Evan. My son's name's Evan. Before I started drinking, you know, good quality bourbon, I was just drinking whiskey, mixing it with Sprite every day. I was my was my go to was Evan. Williams. That was your go to. That was my go to. Now, what do you when you guys go on a hunting trip? Let's say you go up north to bird hunt for two weeks or deer hunt or something. What's the bottle that you gravitate towards on a well, trip like that? So on uh like our last few that we've done, what we do is get a local like bourbon or one from that state. Hmm. Like, you know, I, I I can't I couldn't tell you a name. I got some of the bottles at the house. Uh the Montana bottle, which was awful. Oh, that one was terrible. I of, I still uh, have one that I literally just have it as like a decorative in like a it's a badass bottle, looks good, but Jesus Christ, you don't want it to tastes try like it. pure kerosene. <laughs> pure kerosene, dude, it is terrible. Oh, it is. And I work with kerosene; that well, shit is well, awful. Yeah, well, let's not let's not tell that brand. Um, no, I no, I couldn't tell you the name if I could. I, I don't know. Here's a here's a I guess a tidbit for you guys is uh, Weller Special Reserve. Uh, Texans, you know, won't even bother with it anymore because there's so much of it here, but. That brand, that bottle is coveted in other states because people can't get the, it. The, the green bottle? The green. Yeah, I see, I see it in any yeah. liquor store. 20, 25 bucks. I saw it. Right. Longhorn Liquor has it for 25 bucks. Right, that's what we had at Tia's the other if day. I was, <laughs> if I was a, a young man and I was traveling up north, I might grab myself an entire case of that and take it with me and maybe do a little trading. trading. Yeah, and you'll be surprised. Yeah. I know I traded two bottles of that. Which was it was twenty five dollars a bottle. I traded it for a uh, Jack Daniel single barrel pick, which was like eighty five dollars. And he gave me two of those bottles for two of my bottles, and I was like, wow. "I made out, dude." Well, that I'm is uh, even sure. trade. That's, that's some good uh, sure. knowledge because that is some very good knowledge. That is a I consider it a cheap bottle of you know whiskey. If you, if you go to Kentucky or Tennessee and you take that with you, you you're gonna do just fine. Uh, wow. You show up some of that. Why is it that like? Say we have it in abundance down here. They just don't get it up there. Or? Well, Texas is a beast when it comes to whiskey, right? Uh, big state, twenty nine million people. I think I don't. I really don't know the number anymore. Uh, I saw that not too long ago, and it stuck in my head. But twenty nine million people. Right? That's just Houston. Houston's the greater metropolitan area of Houston. Seven million people. With our phenomenal border border patrol, you know, yeah, might have yeah. gone up a little bit. It, 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 there's a lot of people there. Seven million people, and uh, the uh, the state of Kentucky is four point seven million. So you put that in numbers and stuff. Well, we buy a lot more whiskey here. Um, Texas's favorite drink, by far, hands down, is Crown Royal. Uh, yep, drink a shit ton wow. of it. Now, if me and Porter did have our trip, now yeah. so back in the day, you know. You had that. There wasn't all these four door pickups running around back when I was a kid. Uh, when I was in high school, it was a single cab pickup, mm-hmm. and it had the old springs under your seat and stuff. Well, uh, Crown Royal is a flat bottle, and it's got a bag, so you could tie that thing under your seat and uh, drive down the road. Right. That's how the story goes. I'm not saying I've ever seen that before, but I have. Or done. Uh, but so people love that Crown Royal, but. Now, you know, distilleries in Texas have have come on and there's 70 or 80 distilleries here just to make whiskey in Texas. So Texans are starting to 
to see those and whiskey's getting more more popular people are figuring out that whiskey doesn't fill you up like beer right Mm -hmm. if we were sitting here drinking beer i'd probably be about 18 coors originals in right now just smashing them and i would feel like a pumpkin and tomorrow Um, you'd feel like dog shit no i wouldn't i don't get hangovers um i do not get oh that's awesome yeah i could even uh in mexico uh I got into a bottle of Grey Goose, a bottle and a half of Grey Goose from about eh, about 2 o'clock until about 6 o'clock. And then uh, went and ate dinner, and I guess I left my dinner on the wall. Went to bed, got up at 10, ate um, room service, ate some chocolate cake and drank some milk. And the next day, my wife's like, hey, well, let's go do this 5K walk. I got up and did the 5K walk and went swimming and drank more. And Damn. I just, I don't know, I got a tolerance for, for alcohol. Not to say... I didn't do it right that day. I drank too much. Grey Goose. Uh, vodka sucks. But if I'd have been drinking whiskey, I'd have been good. Uh, I w- <laughs> that, Sometimes that, that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been a minute ago that that happened, though. Uh, I was letting out some – I was relieving some stress is what I was doing because I had just retired from the military uh, in 2016, and our friend's like, let's go to Mexico for 10 days. Hell yeah. You got tarnished. Nice right Ooh, now. Me and our, our friend, right we now. met that couple in Mexico, and we went back with them to Mexico. And me and her tore it up that day. I remember sitting, seeing her just sitting on a park bench, like halfway <laughs> bent over. That sounds fun. Got polluted. <sighs> got polluted. polluted. Yeah, we, yeah. Had a, we had a guest on a while back that that was his term. He was like, man, I got polluted. And it was like. I haven't heard that one. He was like, you ain't heard that one? That's an old saying. Oh, My mother-in-law would say pied. She, she says, pie. I got pied. Pied. She's she's German, so she would she's, she's got some terms like that. But they she, she likes to tear it up a little bit. Uh, she likes champagne. I, I've never seen a woman drink so much champagne in my life. But, uh, yeah. So what, what, what's been your favorite pour out of what we've had so far? Oh, I'm going to go with um, the old Fitzgerald so far. Oh, Fitz. The Fitz was phenomenal, but don't get me wrong. The uh, this one, your your pick was very good. That was the old very good. Maker's Mark Cellar Age. Now, some people good. have trashed on that. Um, really, and, and I got a thing about that too. With social media folks, I find that people are shocking off. Right? Do you guys see that? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, it just pisses me off. I'm not shocking all. Uh, if I don't know about it, I've never drank it then I'm not going to talk about it. And then people will say, hey, uh, you know, oh, it's trash. And I'm like, did that person say that because they can't get their hands on it? Or they can't appreciate because they don't drink enough whiskey? Um, or they don't like it at all. Yeah, they might not like it all, but uh, God dang, I don't know how you can't like any of these. Dude, I, I really like this one right here. <laughs> I will not lie. Have you already tried it? Yes. I know people that oh, would kill for that right there. Right over here. This is my second class of it. It's uh, It was the one I was eyeing as soon as I walked in. I'm yes, going to have to give that one a try. So there's still a bunch that I haven't tried. I'm looking forward to I trying. I just got done with the birthday. And man, it's So we really haven't talked about hunting, but how was the FY23, the, the 23 hunting season? How was it? Dude, It so above what it's been the last few years, I see, or I think, the with limiting out, or actually killing birds every time going out. It's been kind of slow the last few years. Huh. It so has. Things is, have changed. This has been man. overall, uh, just not from 
my specific hunting, our specific hunting, but from people, uh, our buddies and everything else, I would say this was by far the best year within the past four to five years. I agree. I mean, we... By far. The past two years, we've done a northern trip. We travel up north, and we do like a week or two up north, and that's always good. We're going to kill birds up there. We scout, find good feed, shoot birds. But southeast Texas is where we do the majority of our hunting, and... The first split's usually pretty solid every year, and then it starts to fall off. But we had some really good hunts in the second split. Shot teal from start to finish of the year. I mean, the last hunt me and Tanner made last week, last day of season, second to last day of season, we limited out on teal. They're usually gone into season. You don't shoot many, but they're still here hanging out. And um, I would say it was a pretty solid one, man. I had some made some really good memories, Mm -hmm. had some good times, good hunts, and um, I – for sure, one of the best teal seasons in probably yeah. the last ten By years. Far, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, hell, the last I mean, the day after I hunted with Mitchell, I hunted with my dad. I shot eight teal, and then the rest were spoonbill and and yeah. gray ducks. You no, know, um, I mean, it's just I mean, we we smoked the teal this season. We did, and it, it was, was every hunt, we every single hunt. It was teal. stupid. And I mean, it, nothing wrong have, with teal. No. Absolutely nothing wrong with We teal. love to shoot big ducks. So, Teal, I don't know. You said you're a duck hunter as well. So, we like to shoot our big ducks, but we're not going to pass on the teal, you know? No. You wouldn't pass on anything, right? Exactly. No, absolutely yeah. not. Who passes on ducks? I mean, not us. I no. talk to some people, oh, we're going to pass on the teal. Wait, I'll no, shoot an, a 12-man limit of spoonbills. I don't give a shit. I love spoonies. Yes. You're wearing a spoonbill ranch. Exactly. Spoonbill ranch hat. Like, who gives a shit? So, Great season, right? Um, my my hunting season has sucked. Uh, if I didn't have my good buddy Ryan Marino over in Louisiana to hog hunt with, and got to take a trip out to California, which uh, I, I was g- grateful to get to go out there and go hunting. Uh, but my job plus uh, the podcast uh, is probably limited me a little bit on what I wanted to do. And I always say it takes me a year. When I was in the military, it would take me a year to figure out. Uh, the hunting in the area and then the next year it would be kind of learning you know where to once i've learned to where to hunt then i would get into hunting and then then it would be like gangbusters uh kentucky was the deer hunting there is just phenomenal um i'd put that state up against any other state for whitetails it is it's amazing um but this year has totally sucked and hopefully next year will be even better and um you know, I always look at it like that, but I'll make up for if deer hunting's not good, then hog hunting, or if I can go duck hunting or um, fishing, I'm gonna make it up some way. Or shit, I'll just drink whiskey and talk go. to good people. That's that's a way to do it, right? That's exactly. what I did most of uh, the second split. They hunted a lot more on the second split than I did. I See, uh, I, can, I ain't hunted with Porter in like a month. <laughs> yeah, because I like to uh, do this. Like drink whiskey, drink whiskey, sit down, hang out, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. Like that's my favorite barbecue. Thing What's on your shirt? Oh, he's got my bourbon bullshitter T-shirt on. Yeah, bourbon yeah. bullshitter. I will say this though, talking <clears throat> about duck hunting in Southeast Texas, we are very fortunate in this area. We have thousands of acres of premium marshland right here on the coast. Public access. You know, a lot of people don't have that. That public land in their area. I mean, we have thousands of acres, premium marsh, and usually it's really, really good hunting, man. If you know what you're doing, I mean, if you, you know what you're doing, you can you can shoot your birds, yeah, all year round. Really? Oh yes. Huh? Yeah, I've been. We've been doing it since we were, I mean, twelve years old or or less. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to share some good whiskey for you, so maybe I get invited to go. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going <laughs> to get some welcome, duck hunts. Brother. You're going to get yeah. some. After what you've already done for us today, oh man, you're definitely going to get some I, hunts. I can cook. That's one thing I can do. Hell yeah. Uh, the name Big Chief, I hope so, dog. I mean, hey, you can wrap bacon around anything and it tastes yes, well. Can. Not anything, but almost anything. You can I, wrap bacon around it and it tastes pretty goddamn good. I don't know. You can probably say with anything. I would at least try it. No, not everything. <laughs> not everything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, we're up against the first half. Uh, we've drank some good whiskeys, and we're going to drink some more whiskey and stuff. I think I'm drinking uh, some Weller Foolproof right now that's over on a bar. But uh, I've got some Weller 12 on the table, some Stag, some Birthday Bourbon, some brand-new Old Forster uh, 124s. Has anybody drink that? I'm going to try that. <clears throat> I haven't tried soon. it yet. Nope. 1924. Uh We'll, well, maybe we'll talk about those bourbons a little bit and yeah, dude. give you guys some backstory on them. There's a story to every one of them for sure. Um, so, listeners, we'll be right back. So, I've been wanting to ask this all night, Michael. Um, how did you get into, I'm saying, this, having all these exclusive bottles and nice bottles? I was just sitting in a bar one night and... You know, a lot of my listeners know this story, but I was sitting in a bar one night and uh, my old co-host on my old podcast, The Bourbon Road, um, he was like, hey, you got a nice voice and hey, do you listen to podcasts? And uh, we started talking about whiskeys and he's like, I heard you talking to the bartender and next thing you know, I was a guest and, um, and then his old co-host was leaving uh, out of state and uh, next thing you know, I'm a co-host. My wife asked... I, I, He'd asked me, he's like, hey, would you become the new co-host? And I said, uh, let me talk to my wife. So I talked to my wife about it, and she was like, um, yeah, there's a there's something going on. Somebody something. Oh, it's gone. Yep. Oh, it's definitely me. I'm sorry about that. Move that deal this way. Now we're good now. Okay. Um, but, yeah, just cut. we'll cut that part out, Mark. Um, so I, I asked her about it and she was like, don't do it. And I said, well, why? She was like, cause anything you do, you do to a hundred percent and I want to do it well. And, uh, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying I'm a attention whore, but I'm an extrovert and I like people and I'm, I, you know, I've never met a stranger ever. You know, if I go to Mexico uh, and I get in a pool by the third day, there's going to be 50 people around me, and I'm going to be talking to people and meeting people from around the world because I'm interested in people's lives, and a podcast is perfect for that, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. I don't think you can – you should be an introvert and do a podcast. And I know there are a lot of introverts out there going to say that's wrong, but um, it it's all about being social, and uh, whiskey is perfect for that. And I, I probably had 30 to 50 bottles at the time whenever I started the old podcast, and then uh, – Last year, I got fed up with my job, and I was working for the Coast Guard up in Kentucky, and um, I was like, I really wanted to move home to Texas, so I interviewed for a job over in Lake Charles, and I interviewed for a job here in Port Arthur, and I ended up getting, taking a job here, and uh, I didn't know if I was going to start another podcast. Uh, leaving something you built, imagine if they took away the Bayou Dragons from you, and then somebody else said, let's start something else. It's tough. Oh, yeah. It's I can tough, imagine. I tough mean, to start over. It's a, it's a lot to build up and then have to start over. I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. If you listen to my last episode with the Bourbon Road, um, 
you would see how painful it was on that episode for me to leave that. It it tore me up. Um, but I built this, and this is the way I'm doing it now is I'm my only host. I'm the only person that has to schedule my shit. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to it. So that's how I got into it. And then the bourbon didn't start coming until 50 episodes in the old show. And uh, But it, then it just started coming. Uh, and brands started wanting to working with you. And you build a reputation of being honest. Uh, honesty is the key to life, right? Yeah. Uh, and you speak truth to power about something. Uh, and some people will knock on me. Other probably whiskey reviewers or whatnot uh about not bashing something but my grandmother said if you don't have something nice to say don't say it at all well some of these brands the brands we have on the table could take me talking shit about them but a small distillery that's a mom and pop place they can't afford that you know they're people think they're making money they're i know people that are million a couple million dollars in the hole before they you know ever even break even a couple of years um, right and and i can kill that you guys could kill a brand if you if you sat here and said this uh, new waiter that came out is total dog shit then yeah. that that company might it, it could affect them because how so, many people do you have on tiktok so uh, let me just say this so it's kind of the same um concept right so we get i mean i would say at least one to two brands of different i mean Anything you can think of, we'll reach out and be like, hey, you know, we, you want us to send you this and y'all promote it. Uh, we're not real big on, like, promoting things that aren't we don't believe in. You know what I mean? Like, if I use something and truly believe in it, I'll promote it and I'll get behind it. Uh, we posted a video the other day, and it was these uh, – a buddy of mine started a brand. It was an um, ankle boot brand, Wingman Waterfowl Ankle Boots. Some of the most comfortable ankle boots I've ever worn. They're great ankle boots. And uh, he sent them to me, and um, we all loved them. Um, so I was like, I'm going to help you out. You know, I'm going to get behind this. We had a comment on a video that said, like, uh, you know, you'll make a video for anything for free. I was like, no, that's not how it works, you know. I'm not going to make a promote something that I don't believe in, that, that we actually use, and, you know, that's just not how we do things. Yeah, I got bottles and bottles of bourbon that, will never see the light of day. Uh, they just don't fit my palate right. or either to me, they might be too young or, um, but they're brands that I believe in, uh, that there's a story there, you know, cause I always want to, I want to be the Paul Harvey of whiskey. I want to tell the rest of the story or as I like to say the rest of the dram. Um, I want to tell that story about, uh, whiskey and the backstory that people never get to know about whiskey like benchmark everybody's like oh I, benchmark 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 is not the name of that damn whiskey it's the fee brothers uh and they were these surveyors back in the 1700s and they're fucking badass i mean they came down the ohio river and trekked up the fucking kentucky river found the buffalo trace the real buffalo trace and then they went across that to go through the wilderness um and kind of landed at the Buffalo Trace in the Kentucky River where they cross, and uh, that's where Frankfort, Kentucky is today. There was a benchmark there. They laid a survey mark, and they went up the rest of the Kentucky River and cut back across, I think it's the Salt River, and all this historical – and then they marched their asses back to Virginia over the mountains and almost died, uh, almost starved to death because it was the middle of the winter and stuff. But those stories is what whiskey's about, and that's what I yeah. like to tell. And, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, 
you know, brands have those stories. A couple weeks ago, I did the Liberty Pole Spirits, and we talked about the Whiskey Rebellion on that, and that's history. A lot of people don't realize that, that George Washington was the only president to lead an army into battle. Um, you know, we haven't had another president do that. He marched like 12,000 troops to Pennsylvania to whoop a bunch of distillers' asses because they weren't paying their taxes. That's that's pretty badass. That yeah. Hell yeah. Those stories, you know, that's why I got in whiskey. And you guys are educating people on duck hunting, you know, and uh, talking about Southeast Texas, promoting Southeast Texas, um, this region, that a lot of people hate on, you know. You're, but you got something beautiful here in Texas that you guys grew up here. Yes. Do you, you see the beauty in it, right? Yes. There's I, was, a, I still live in the same yard that I, mean, I grew up in. Exactly. Pretty much me too. And, you know, um, there's a lot of people that like to, and you probably get the same thing. You'll have people like talk down on certain, you know, views you have or uh, things like that. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to have a good time and spread positivity. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, have yeah. a good time with it, you know? Well, it's a, it is a hobby and stuff, but you know, you guys are, you're fucking killing it. I think not just the animals, but, uh, your content. Is no pun intended. It. No pun intended. Right. Yeah. But your hats are just, your logo is badass. Uh, I love it. You know, it speaks a lot of truth to power, but talking about beauty, I'm sure you've been in that duck blind and that sun rises up. Bro. Beautiful. Yeah. Dude, it's hard to beat. And I've been to probably 30 different states. I've been to Europe. I've been, you know, Central America. It's, uh, Southeast Texas has a beautiful sunrise, especially when you get out in the no no man's land. Exactly. And I it's mean, just pink. even Even, like, just say yesterday, riding around on the golf cart in the neighborhood at the house. I mean, there's something about a Southeast Texas sunrise. We looked and up and, and it was just, it was unreal. Yeah. I mean, just the sunset. It, I mean, it's unbelievable. It makes and the hair it, stand Kara, up. I mean, my wife, I mean, she was just like, look at this. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I drive across Rainbow Bridge every morning to go to work. And uh, <clears throat> it used to be the tallest bridge in Texas. Um, but I get to see that sunrise over Sabine Lake. Mm. It's it's, it's hard to I've beat. seen it. I mean, it's, it's nice. beautiful. It's, and, it's unbelievable. I've seen, I would have to say the sunsets I had at our Kentucky farm were, and my wife would agree with me, epic, epic sunsets, epic bottle shots that I could take. And, yes. uh, and on our road we lived on, there were probably 10 barns, you know, old tobacco barns and stuff. And there's thoroughbred horses and stuff and some of the shots you can get for that for social media is just badass so i have struggled i guess here with that uh for bourbon wise but uh just that piece of seeing that sunset in the morning driving over that bridge over the water because you know i've been around the salt water almost all my all my life um growing up through the military and i need i almost need it you need it as a as a coastie you almost need it in your soul you know, when and, I go down to Crystal Beach, I yeah. I like suck that salt water in. And oh, like, yeah. yeah it's like, it feels like, like home, you know. It, yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. Texas is home. Um, yeah. So, it, it, there's there's beauty in this area, whether people know it or not. When I'm over in Louisiana, right across the – we could spit on Louisiana from here oh, pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. Oh, we and, get that all the time. Why are y'all called Bayou? Y'all are in Louisiana like – we have the same there's, bayous. There's no bayous in Texas. There's better damn crawfish over here than hey, Louisiana. Man. That's they, what I say. Oh, God. You, no, you don't oh, want to strike that up. Yeah. You talk about getting some go. hate. Hey, bro. dude. Hey. 
It's the truth. Just wait. I'll when we can afford to boil crawfish. We can't right now because it's like <laughs> three hundred to four hundred a sack. You got to get a loan out. But when we yeah, are able to afford to boil a sack of crawfish in our new crawfish cookers, the amount of people that tell us what we're doing wrong and we don't know what we're doing because we're from Texas, it's 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 crazy. And that's I, I embrace it because it helps the videos perform. You know, like people saying, you know, it'll help the video do good, which in turn hey. helps us do well, which is fine. But we enjoy it. The way we cook crawfish, look, we live 40 – 30 to 45 minutes from the Louisiana border. We know how to boil crawfish. We have cr- I have a crawfish farm literally five minutes from my house. Like, yeah. Multiple, not there's just one. Right I mean, here by my house, there's, there's like four crawfish right. farms right am, here. Am I crazy about crawfish? I mean, not really. Mitch is the I least enjoy them, but I'm not, I don't go crazy about table. them, but, you know, I enjoy them. But uh, people are very passionate about the way they cook their crawfish, and they make it known on social media, that's for sure. So who who made your by the way who made your crawfish boiler? Uh, Texas Star Outdoors out of Spring, Texas. That's got to be one of the most prettiest so, cookers I've seen. It's, it's man, a beautiful it's, cooker. It's gorgeous. So, I mean, it's it's this it's dude, beautiful. man. Um, we connected on social media. Anyway, we ended up with a cooker from them, and I go to their shop. Um, this was last week. It's him and his dad, and they're cranking out these cookers, and they're all, this dude is hand-welding all these, um, everything to do with this cooker. Quality craftsmanship, just, their shop's pretty damn impressive. It's out of a little warehouse they're renting out. They got some really cool equipment, and they've got some, um, they've got a great thing going. And they've only been going for a few years now, and he showed me a picture. He was like, look, this is Randy Travis right here in his garage door. We delivered their cooker last year. He Randy Travis came down and bought a cooker from him. Well, let's talk about how we met, right? I, so we got a mutual friend. He's been on your guys' podcast, and he's actually going to be on a future episode of mine. Tyler Blunt, like smoking a blunt. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he owns Natchez Brewing. or Natchez? Natchez. Natchez. No, you can say it however you want. Yeah, don't don't say how you mean. It's your home. But me and Tyler <laughs> yeah. have collaborated uh, to make the Big Chief series of beer, aged in bourbon barrels, uh, and we should have one coming out in April, a big old dunkle. But uh, you talk about some good good beer that he makes. Bro. He, his Mexican peach candy, money, money. Dude, Drink. I love – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I love, like, his seasonal, like – like I, and I'm not, like, a super, like – I don't have sweets in my home and all that shit. But, like, when he has, like, the cookies and cream, like, Christmas, when he has the oatmeal cream pie, like, right after New Year's, like, the Christmas tree. The Big Deborah. The Big Deborah. <laughs> Bro, I smash all of those beers. I'm like, make sure you put the little Deborah on there. So, Dog. I will tell you this. So, um, first time I met Mr. Blunt was Porter said, hey, we're doing a podcast with Nature's Brewery. Bring the stuff. I was like, cool. We set up and – um Pulled in, dude. Tyler's just the nicest dude ever. Like he welcomed us in. It was just a great episode, great conversation. Just a really cool dude, and he showed us around the brewery. Uh, we drank all their different, you know, specialties yeah. at the time, and it was a great time. And I really admire the fella. He's got a great thing going, and I think he's got some plans to do some other things too. Um, well, he bought that brewery yeah. in in Beaumont, which is going to help him distribute. And he's a he likes to connect people and. I feel very fortunate. That's what this podcast has brought me is uh, a, a family of people that uh, 
you know, if me and my wife, we don't have younger kids and we don't go to church and we don't have kids in school. So it's hard for us to meet people at our age here, you know, so meeting friends and stuff. And we've started meeting people. It's taken that first year to figure out where we're at uh, right. here. And we're now we're starting to meet people and uh, connect. And um, it, it's pretty, I love this area. I'm starting to just fall in love with it. And we do live out here, you know, Probably thirty out minutes. Out in the from, sticks for sure. Yeah, we it live took us here. a good minute to get out here. Yeah, for sure. I, we won't lie. We were like, "What if this guy just wants to just you know?" Yeah, kill our us. original our original uh, <laughs> story was like, "What if this guy just lives in a Morgan building, you know, and just one single hanging light?" And we're all just like, <laughs> "Yeah, knows what the hell we're gonna run into?" Yeah, we're like, <laughs> you know, we came in blind, man, but hey, blind, you, you delivered, I mean, man. With you some, delivered some well. great conversation and some definitely some very good bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are you drinking right now? What do you got? I'm drinking the um, birthday bourbon. That's what I'm drinking. drinking more right birthday now. bourbon. You got the birthday uh, bourbon. Yeah, I'm trying. This I, was, just, uh, I just just poured a bottle of the Stag Junior. Tanner's manning up down there. I he, mean, he is he, that Stag Junior. Is is it say Junior on there? Or is it, it just say Stag, Stag Junior? It says Stag so Junior. they took the Junior off there. It just says Stag now on the bottles. That's an older bottle. That's right there. nothing I've ever had before. Very far. good bottle. I had that before the birthday. I think I've had everything on this table so far except for uh, <laughs> the Infinity. The Infinity, which we'll try at the end. By the end of the night, your britches might fly off. I don't know. I'm good. <laughs> I, if they come off, they come off, man. So, you know, you got this year coming up. Do you got some great guests lined up or and great shows thought out and stuff? So, we do. We do do. Uh, a lot of uh, trade shows. Like, we're going to do the Trophy Hunters again. We're about to do the barbecue cook-off that our last guest, Just Rabelais, uh, puts on. Festival, barbecue festival. Barbecue festival. Like, that's going to be a good little show for us. We do Marsh Fest. We do Rice Fest. We do Gator Fest. You know, local stuff. The lo- And for us, honestly, the local stuff usually provides People more. show out and support, man, locally. It's awesome. We, we do have a lot of local support, for sure. We also have a lot, when it a lot comes of local, local trash, shows. a lot of local trash talk. Yes, <laughs> for sure. You get that with whatever. We probably have more local trash talk than uh, support. But is that just you know? I always say jealousy is the greatest form. form yes, of probably. Right. I don't know if it's jealousy or just I don't know what it is, man. But we do have a lot of locals. Don't get me wrong, a lot of local support, but there are a lot of local uh, people that like to down the dragons. But that's fine, dude. We're gonna keep doing our thing. Who gives a shit? We just we go don't with give it, a damn. You know, we keep doing it. But I'd have we do. shake my bearded dragon at him. <laughs> you might <laughs> have to spread oh, yeah. to him, man. Dude, we uh, but but between the shows, like we we kind of do the same shows every year. We've been asked a few times to do some different stuff that we might venture out. I and would do. love to venture out, honestly, and do some like change it up, you know, oh, try yeah, some different sure. shows. But the shows we do, um, we always do well. Meet a bunch of people. That's the main thing. Meeting people. Have you had a chef on yet? A chef, a uh, full blown chef. Not no. a full. I mean, blown. we had we had just last time, and then I think that's I, I think he was like the first foodie, foodie, yeah, that we've done. And we usually so before we do our podcast, which our our listeners know, we uh, usually like cook uh, beforehand, like a pretty good meal. Like I might sous vide steaks, we might do snapper throats, we might do this, you know. Something nice to give to our guests, like how you've done with the bourbon, we do with like food. 
I put a bowl full of candy out for you, too. <laughs> Perfect. Dude, I'm telling <laughs> you. I told you, don't don't be chewing on the mic. <laughs> I know. Hey, dude, those goldfish, though, be slapping. <laughs> oh, shoot. I, I, tonight's dinner was goldfish, and they were fantastic. They paired uh, hey, great. sponsored by goldfish. I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Pepperidge dude, Farms, baby. I tell you what, you know, we got uh, some uh, some kids on the way. You know, you can get some goldfish sponsorship free going goldfish, on. Man. I'll hey, tell bro. you what. Save you some money. They fit good in that kid's uh, lunch kit. You're telling me you never in your blind bag. What what do you put in your blind bag? So What kind of food? Copenhagen. Well, now Copen- Cougar is what I dip now. Cougar. What, we, what we've always right. done for years since we were children has always been like hot Cheetos, you know, a Gatorade. Red Bull, which we kind of have a, a sponsorship, a little bit of a sponsorship with Red Bull. We drink Red Bull and, you know, support them. I'm a monster sunrise. Ooh. I enjoy a monster. I, I mean, don't, I don't mind monster, but it's just, you know. You, the sunrise? You you take one down and you need the commode for about. Immediate urine. <laughs> for about three <laughs> hours, you better have a commode ready or, you know, a treat. Well, yeah, you don't want to be doing that out in no And honestly, like beef jerky, which... I didn't even. I had a guy that recently. Uh, we got some beef jerky sent to us. And we need to try. I told him. I said, if it's good, I'll promote you. So if it's, and I told him straight up. I was like, if it's not good, you will never hear another word from me. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm not gonna lie to you about beef jerky. The, I don't know why I like them. My wife hates them. Uh, but old trapper. Uh, the yeah. Round ones. Yeah. It the it the pilot up here is like twenty two dollars for this bag of eighty of them. That that's a smoking good price, uh, and then if you buy two bags, you get one bag free. Jerky's expensive. Man. I'll tell you what, yeah. I've had Jerky's the same expensive. bag of uh, Jack uh, Jack Link's uh, jerky in my bag the entire duck season. It's yeah. never been opened. Yeah, to okay. the, to, even to this day, it's still. It'll be good. So next what do you? Year. What else still, do you put in your bag for? So uh, in the past, you know, it's it's always been kind of you know a little different here and there. But I knew he was going to say KY jelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I normally keep a bottle of KY, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, normally the Jack Links stays in there, but uh, typically I'm not a snacker when Tanner's it comes to Tanner's not a hunting. snacker on the I, hunt. I, Me I'm, and him I'm not. But These I will tell two you motherfuckers this. right here, if you don't bring snacks, you know, they bitch 24-7. <laughs> Tanner always brings, and I will give him credit for this, he's got the thermos and it's full so, of hot coffee. Okay. He was... I'm going to give Tanner, he was the first Stanley owner. So all these bullshit people with these Stanley cups, I've been bringing a fucking Stanley thermos to the hunt for For, years. For for years. years. For the last years. What color is your? What color is your? Green. It's the old school. It's the old old school green. So so I'll tell you, I have a story. So I'll never forget this. I, I had my original, my original, the fucking first one that ever... I've ever brought. I, I I brought it every morning, no matter what. I left it. I left it on a pond, and I'll never forget. I know exactly what pond it was. I hunted with Bradley Kelly. It was me and Bradley. I left it on a pond in the in the uh, grass one time, and I never saw it again. I had that thermos for years, years. That was the original that I always used to bring with you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I left it. I left it on a on a pond. And uh, I told myself the rest of that season to go back and get it because I knew nobody would ever find it. Hmm. I mean, it, it, it was in it was in the marsh in this middle Public. of this pond. You know, did, nobody would did, ever find it. Did Bradley it. get it? 
Bradley never took it. I, I would imagine he never took it. If I, he did, he would give it back to me. I had this guy that I went hunting with, and I didn't know him very well, but he's like, hey, can I go hunting with you? And I was hunting on the Ohio River, and uh, I had a really nice set of duck calls, and uh, I had a whole bunch of uh, bands on there from Maine. I don't, you, me and you've my shot son, a few bands? A, a couple in my life. There Sheesh. you go. There you go. Sheesh. But what happens? I go home that day and looking through my blind bag and I'm taking trash out of there and stuff and my duck calls are missing. Mm. You know, I'm not going to. That guy ghosted me. Let's take a quick pause. Sounds like something Tanner would do with a band. <laughs> tell you what. So, okay. We're we'll, now, we'll go into the story. We'll uh-oh. go into There's the no story. There's no story to go into. So, I will. Let me just say this. Me and Tanner have hunted together for years. Every time a band is shot, for the most part, it seems as though we both pull the trigger at the same time, and the and the bird folds, so we end up flipping for okay. it. That's hey, that's but, all right. I see, I respect that. See, see, that's not correct because this only happened once. So, right? how many bands do you have on your lanyard? And let me tell my listeners that don't hunt uh, what what we're talking about because some people don't know what a band is. Um, but it it's a ring that's put on a duck or a goose's leg, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Leg, it, neck, wherever. Yeah, and. It, it tracks the migratory pattern of a bird. So there's a little right. number on there, and you call that number and check it that bird in. Used to, you could get money for those. Things. Right, so Man. they banned them. You know, the refuges will ban these birds, typically, you know, all over the country. It's typically just for tracking. If you harvest one, there's a number on it. It's like a trophy, right? You call oh, it yeah. in, they say... For us, it's a trophy. Oh, I shot this bird. It, this is the band number. Oh, it was... Banded in Canada. Oh, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. It's a trophy. But, uh, yeah, you know, Tanner and me have been a part of many hunts where yes. me and him, it was a dispute to who shot the band, and we had to flip for it. That's all there is to yes. the story, really. Really? I mean, that's it. Uh, have you ever shot at a, a one that yeah, you I've money, got money one, from? Um, no, not money. Uh, I've, I've only got, so... I've never seen a money band. I know, think my son, he shot... Uh, Four Canadian geese in one year, and they all four like a hundred bucks a piece. That's awesome. That's insane. Southeast because, Texas I mean, is few and far between. I've I've only shot one band in Southeast Texas. We crawled a bed of geese one time, me and Porter last Tanner, and I picked up the goose that was banded, so I got the band. But I don't like. We called a bunch them. of geese and we shot twenty plus geese no. or whatever, and Mitch just picked up the one specific goose and i mean there's no way of knowing who shot it there's no way of possibly knowing who shot it but uh and mitch uh claimed the goose i've got one on my big deal on my uh, lanyard that i shot for sure and then i've got that goose in the freezer i'll probably put it in the shop if it ever gets mounted it'll never get mounted but um yeah man it's just a trophy at the end of the day what do you uh what's your favorite way to cook like waterfowl uh, my favorite way to cook, everyone's going to be different here. I know how Tanner's going to say, but just, I like just throw them on the grill wrapped in bacon. That's it. Maybe right. throw a little steak seasoning on it. Take it, sous vide it, cook it like a ribeye. Really? Yeah. When it comes to geese. I so do, I'll do ducks like that. I, trust me, I like ducks that way. Same. But uh, when it comes to geese, you you know, you got that big ass filet. Big breast. Big breast. Uh, cook them just like... Uh, just like you cook a ribeye. I mean, you, you either sous vide it just like Porter would do, or you'd marinate it and just throw it on a grill just like any other steak or whatever. But uh, when it comes to regular go- duck, 
just just because how small they are, you know, they're so much smaller than a goose. Uh, there's multiple different ways I'd prefer to do it, but um, I think my favorite way, honestly, to this day, uh, even with my wife agreeing, would be uh, duck duck rice and gravy, man. I mean, I, I I could I could throw it in a skillet, cook it real real deep, and uh, throw some deep uh, brown gravy on it, and throw it on to, uh, on a bunch of rice, and it's man, it's hard to beat. Now, what about what about deer meat? Ooh, you guys deer man. deer hunt too, right? Yeah, a lot. Deer I mean, deer meat's way different. Do you process fried, your own deer meat? Fried That's a back yes, trap. I do. Yes, fried backstrap. Fried backstrap. Is, uh, what some, about you, what about you fancy bitches over here with your souvet? Uh, I do a lot of uh, most of my deer honestly gets ground up because I cook deer with everything. Yes, really. Yeah. So last season we spent what? How many four hours at Porter's house grounding up uh, deer meat Multiple last season? What, what do you do with your shanks? I do. When I'm talking, I ground everything. Mm. Porter grounds ground everything. everything. Yes. Ground. So my two favorite meals to make with deer meat is usubuco. Out of uh, deer okay, shanks, fancy ass, yeah, baby. And then I, two years ago, uh, I challenged myself and I took a half a backstrap um, out of this big doe, and I made a venison Wellington, and it took me about three hours total time just to prep it all. But one of the best. My wife's like, this is amazing. I've never made a Wellington, but I've watched videos on them all the time. I'm like, I want to try. So. You know, before we start again, I guess, and finish up the show, um, I wanted to share with you guys this Infinity bottle uh, that I have. My son actually gifted that for me Christmas one year, and it's the Big Chiefs blend, but it's all weeded bourbons that are the probably the, I'd say the best 20 weeded bourbons on the face of the earth uh, that people covet. Uh, and then it's been in that bottle, and... I'm glad you guys got a pour of it because now I can put some more in there because I got a couple bottles that they need to be. Uh, so just explain mingled. the bottle more. It's it, it it's uh, obviously just straight weeded bourbon, right? I I do mine that way. Some guys, you know, they pour a bunch of different things in there, and some people have a list of theirs, and um, you know, people do it different ways. Uh, some people will take their whiskey and from a one bottle and pour it in that bottle, and I'm like, well, you just. You're doing the same thing. Whiskey's going to run, but I filled mine all the way up. And then when guys like you come over, we have a pour, and then I'll have another bottle that's getting near empty, and I'll pour it in there. And, and that's my infinity bottle. It'll never go empty. That bottle will never go empty in the, in my okay. life. Uh, it'll always have whiskey in it. Thanks to my son, uh, you know, it, it, it's a good deal. Well, I, I say cheers to you guys. Cheers. Let's do it. Okay, I was making sure we uh... – are you, are you, Mitch, are you – you I do have a pinch of cougar in. Pinch of. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I don't even know what to say. Cheers. But uh, I do want to pick back up a little bit. We touched a little bit on the origin of the Bayou Dragons. We started eighth grade with the name. We all grew up hunting and fishing together. But um, we kind of, um, I don't know, two and a half years ago or so came together and wanted to start something special, you know, wanted to start a brand. And uh, we did that and uh, cranked the social media, started cranking out videos, started really promoting the brand, and it's done well for us. We have fun with it. And like I, I like to tell everybody, we just like to have fun, man. At the end of the day, we do all this, you know, hunting, fishing, you know, these goofy videos and stuff, but we like to have a good time, you know. 
and we abide by the law. We're ethical hunters. Um, put out some really cool apparel, cool hats, and you know we really represent, like to represent Southeast Texas the best way we can, and we like to have a good time doing it. Whenever you are, because you're saying you're ethical hunters, and 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 I hats off to you for that, because man, I've I've had some times in my life where I'm like, God damn, could that, can I pull the trigger right now? Right. Uh, that damn deer is right across that fence, but yeah. I don't own that land, and you know I can't hunt over there. It's that's that's a tough decision to make. Oh, right? no doubt so about it. So don't get me wrong. I mean, in in our past, long past, you know, when we were young, growing up, and, don't incriminate and, us, please. No, I'm not. And I mean, just young, growing up, you know, everybody's learn, made some learning mistakes. their way. Yeah. You know, of course, you make mistakes. I mean, it it, it was hard. Uh, just just learning the way, and and I mean we've been doing this since we were young kids, and right. and I mean, yeah, we didn't know the exact rules. Yeah, we did, but I mean it was just it it was tough growing up and 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 doing exactly what we should have done. What what's, not saying we were a hundred percent against the law. I mean we've 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 all had our fair share of. Yeah, but the, the advice I give to the younger the younger guys getting into it is, you know, find somebody that's been doing it for, you know, five, exactly. ten years and yeah. go with them. Learn from them, you know. Learn the right way to do things. Don't just go and try to do stuff on your own because th- when you do that, it's like you're kind of – it's like these young kids coming into the marsh, you know, uh, coming out duck hunting. May not know the rules. You know, you can mess up someone's hunt real quick if you real don't know quick. the rules. You know, But you good. guys could help them out though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, just – do things the right way. Go with somebody yeah. that's been doing it a couple of years, that that knows what's going on, knows the rules, that's been hunting that you know, five ten years. Porter, what's the most expensive hunt license you guys had to purchase? Which state uh, has you like, man, that that hurt? Probably Montana, but I know North Dakota is the hardest. Like, so I know North Dakota. You can't buy like a year registration. You can only buy up to a two week. So if you're thinking of like price, or if you're thinking price for how long, it's probably gonna be North Dakota because they don't yeah. let you have like a year license. So Non-resident, non-residential. Yeah. It depends. License. It depends. Yes. But yeah. most most states let you have a like you can buy a year license. Are you gonna go back there in the same hunting year? No. But North Dakota, they're like you only got two weeks and that's it. You can't pull the trigger yes. again. You're yeah, illegal yeah. as soon as you come in. Mm-hmm. And I believe South Dakota, um, I really want to hunt South Dakota, but I believe it's under like a raffle system as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, for waterfowl. For you waterfowl. Ra- you have a raffle South system. South Dakota is definitely non- the hardest. Non-resident. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, to me, that's crazy, I think. But I don't know. I've, I, I, I'm pretty lucky because I'm a veteran. So I, and I'm a disabled veteran. So I get, you know, some discount license. Like California, it costs me less than 90 bucks to hunt out there. Um, I think in Idaho, I can go out there and kill a mule deer, a bear, uh, an elk, and a cougar for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Certain no, states, like, like, but I'm I'm just thinking about like how to your price to what you get, like, because you're not guaranteed like when you buy a waterfowl stamp or not stamp, but a license that you're going to shoot a waterfowl. But like, if you buy, uh, like, we did Kansas a few years ago. You buy a Kansas license, you can go back to Kansas whenever you want, all year long. Yeah. As long as you have your federal duck stamp, which you get at the beginning of the season, you can hunt and go shoot your limit. I, I think Louisiana is 
they're not unreasonable, but for non-resident over there, I don't remember. For slice of four hundred yeah. some bucks, I think. Yeah, for us, it's reasonable just because we're so close to the uh, border, and right. uh, like, like I have a, a family beach cabin in Louisiana, so I mean, we could literally go stay at our family beach cabin and go hunt. There's refuge all around. Public it. marsh. Public yeah. marsh. It's all public, and uh, I mean if. If we had the initiative to do it, I mean, we could go buy our license and and steadily hunt that piece right. of property as but, much as we want. But I mean, price wise, you know, it's it, it it's not much. But I mean, when we travel, we go to just say Montana or North Dakota or whatever else. I mean, it, it's definitely more costly. Fuel. But, well, License. In the I long mean, run, but the, the, in the, license, long run, yes. the license ain't as much as no. like a Louisiana license is probably the highest, I would say, in federal, like, or the duck hunting that I've done. Because, like, like, in Montana, North Dakota, you're looking at like 200 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's exactly. pretty cheap. It just costs you just have to, We, we, we spend well. 20 hours traveling. 20 plus. It is the and problem. Then, well, that's us. the same thing with like going to Idaho, right? <laughs> is Exactly. It, I might be able to get a hundred dollar license there and kill those animals, but it's probably going to cost me five thousand dollars to to drag a trailer. Out. You kill exactly. an elk, you ain't flying that sucker back on no airplane. No, no. no. Uh, so you're gonna have to drive a take a trailer out with you, and you got to you got to really plan those trips out, especially you know taking a twenty hour trip somewhere. It, that's there's some dedication there. It's hard. We've done it. We've done twenty six hour trips. You know, pulling trailer. Uh, we've talked about a past uh, trip that me and Mitchell went on. Uh, some harsh conditions. I may have wrecked Porter's truck on some black ice. Oh man! But that, uh, you know, tough. yeah, I mean that w- that year was a very harsh winter. Um, negative temps, and I hit North Dakota, hit some black ice, uh, plowed into some I'm, uh, snow embankment. It was all good, but. You're you know, still you're here, so that's we're that's here, a good thing. and uh, we we're, made, made some great memories doing it. And I love my thing is I love experiencing new, um, I don't know, terrain, new terrain. Yeah, I like hunting different stuff that we don't get to hunt down here. Like we get to go up north and hunt dry fields, snow. I want to hunt water. some Arkansas flooded timber one day, and I think this next year we're gonna do something different. You know, just change it up. You know, and experience new things. I think that's what hunting's all about. Is Listeners, new things. Did you hear that? These guys need some flooded timber in Arkansas. Oh, that would be like that's that's on the top of my list. Somebody, it's somebody so, out there has a place. It's so that, popular now, and Arkansas is hard industry. to get into just because yeah. the popularity of that area. Yeah, there's there's the the people, the amount of people that hunts that area is unreal. Oh, it's unreal, and that's like the mecca of uh, like, the country. Okay, so like we have our mud bio of our area, right? right. And and we think that's racing. Uh, duck hunting, racing into ponds and 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 stuff like that, but that is nothing, nothing. compared to Arkansas. Ar- but that's a public Arkansas. Public Arkansas, but public yeah. Arkansas is outrageous. I the, mean, these, I will say the waterfowl industry has definitely started booming within the past like three to five. Have you years. guys hunted uh, Western Kentucky? No, like the um, Paducah, never hunted Paducah, that. Kentucky area, because that's the Mississippi Flyway, right? And uh, the, I gotta say, the state of Kentucky puts a lot of money into that that western side of Kentucky and the flyway there, and um, 
I could just imagine that the the bird hunting there's got to be pretty amazing. Probably is. Um, I could imagine. I mean, it's I just, love to but find those areas that like is just like a sleeper area. From no our area, knows. there's just there's no way of knowing because we don't we don't know. There's unless we go and experience in ourselves. I think that northern that there's northern no California Pacific Flyway. I was pretty blown away about how many birds were, and it was just geese up in the. You know, I went there with the mindset that I wanted to kill a cinnamon teal. Is what? Yes. Man, I, I was like, if I kill a cinnamon teal, and, you know, I'm a, I want to get it mounted. Yes. Uh, hanging that sucker on a ball, that was my dream right there. But it didn't happen. So, and yeah. I, I might go back there. I don't know. I mean, just for instance, our buddy Alex Sturgill, right? He, where is he going right now? He's in. He's probably in Mexico. Uh, he travels. Everywhere. He travels. He does, and, and 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 he's a big photographer and everything else. But I mean, he. So as soon as our as soon as our uh, waterfowl time closed, you know what what he do? He went straight down to Mexico with yeah, a big group of guys. Big traveler. And, yeah. And and I mean Mexico. I mean they're probably down there slaughtering their ass. Who knows? I mean and it's just how it is. I mean our our season ends way too early. Uh, like we we've we've discussed for many 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 years, uh, our season is way it starts it starts too early and ends too early. If it, if they would push it a month, just one single month, I mean we we would succeed ten times yeah. more in our local our local duck season. Well, you're kind of you're in a yes. you're in a not you're just like on the very edge of of the. Mississippi Flyway, right? Right. So yes. you're just getting those, I don't know what you would call them, the hanger honors of the Mississippi Flyway. But that's why Arkansas is so popular. Cause Arkansas. That Mississippi Flyway, Mississippi. and They're in uh, the heart of it. You know, yep. you, that's why I was saying that Western Kentucky, if you haven't hunted there, I'd say hunt there. What if, if Now that you've, you, you've drank some of these bourbons and stuff, what is a bottle that you like, man, I'm going to hunt that sucker down, I'm going to find it? Just pulling out the weller. <laughs> good. That, that good weller is. Yeah, I know that, but that is phenomenal. Stupid. Now, so, now I will tell you, I got three. I got three bottles of it, but I'm uh, not the. Uh, and that's not bragging. I'm just a lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, you know, I consider myself blessed, and it's like meeting you guys. I I meet pe- good people, and we've talked about that. But uh, I I hope you do find a bottle, you know. And I think you get put in some locations where you probably have a good a pretty good chance of it but don't pay five hundred dollars for it yeah yeah, yeah. that bottle hard right there i think do, cost like me 59 dollars. yeah uh so you know don't overpay for bourbon just enjoy the hunt what about you there tanner i, I tell you what so so we first got here uh one of the first bourbons you let me try is this uh old fitzgerald this this is absolutely beyond anything i've ever had it, it it's phenomenal the the flavor is outrageous uh but i can't i can't say anything else about anything on this table i mean this weller just like porter pointed out is absolutely amazing um your infinity bottle you're not gonna find another one you, you can't find nothing else uh, obviously yeah the infinity bottle is, is is his own makeup uh don't get me wrong i mean it's it's unreal um, overall, I'd say uh, I'd say the old Fitzgerald from the beginning, the first sip I had since I've been here. But this um, Maker's Mark bottle that you said, uh, 
I don't know the exact story on that's it. That's my 2023 Your whiskey 2020? of the year. It came out this year, and that's like one of the last, uh, I guess, blends of whiskey bourbon from Maker's Mark that uh, a guy named Danny Potter, their master distiller, previous master distiller, and their master blender, uh, Jane Bowie, two of the most amazing people on the face of this earth. Uh, that was one of their last projects there, uh, and uh, it, it's a – it's delicious whiskey. It, it is. It's unreal. Mitchell, what about you? Which one bottle would you like? Man, I got to have a bottle of that. Probably the birthday, man. The birthday bourbon for me stood out. Um, they're all excellent, but birthday bourbon for me, man. You're going to have to get up early. and. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get my hands on one, but that was an awesome pour, man. I'm going to tell you this, a little secret about Old Forester, and a lot of people don't know this, but Every once in a while when you go up there to Louisville, Kentucky, and you get on a tour, uh, you pay for one of the good tours. And those birthday bourbons, they'll you'll have a, a chance to buy one. Uh, they don't tell you. They don't tell everybody that. But don't skip out on those tours because you don't know what you might get stuck in your hand. Right. right. Uh, you know, it, will you go to Buffalo Trace and get a CYPB? Ain't going to happen. Uh, now – you can go to Maker's Mark, and you might see that in a gift shop as that seller aged. Uh, I know guys that have been up there and stuff. Old Fitz, the same way. If you go to Heaven Hill, uh, you got to get there early in line, and <clears throat> um, every once in a while, you know, one will pop up. But the way I tell most people is make a relationship with a store. Uh, buy your beer there. Buy the vodka. Buy, buy all your products at that one store and show that owner there that general manager that you're you're loyal to their store and you'll get rewards for that uh that's and be nice don't be a dick you know right uh you know that's like going hunting uh on public land uh in it, it always eats me up to see somebody like throw their trash out or something and uh see it all the time we, we deal with it constantly and you're like man you're tearing up what my tax dollars or what my hunting license is paying to conserve this right here for our future generation. Cause you each uh, either have a kid or about to have a kid, right? Yep. Yes. First one coming soon. What are you, you about to have a, a girl or a boy? Not going to find out. Dude. Porter doesn't know. What? He doesn't I'm know. Fucking insane, dude. Porter does not know. That's what's nuts. Man. Yeah. No, dude. I have one on the way and we know it's a girl. So, I, but I already have a boy. So. And what about you? I have a little boy. Little boy. Now, you said you have a little girl? I, I have a four-year-old now, and then I have a girl on the way. If you have... Porter doesn't let's say you, ha- you have a girl on the way, and let's say you have a girl, Porter. Porter's going to have a girl. He's going to have a girl. Maybe not, but if but, you no, do... No, he will. Do he you, will. Will you take your daughter hunting? I will, yes. Yeah, my, my daughter will for sure be having a bass rod, you know, playing yes. golf, and definitely will bird hunt, whitetail hunt. That That's something I love seeing uh there's a there's a little girl on tiktok that's fishing all the time i don't remember what her name is but she's is it hannah Barron? maybe oh. is that what her name is i don't know maybe there's, there's a few hey, out hannah, there but uh, hannah Barron is uh, one of the top notch she's Fish. always fishing she's got a she, deep no, southern i don't voice. think she uses a fishing pole oh you're talking about macy watkins oh, i think so yeah. yeah i swear to god it's macy Walker, that, that's actually no that's a friend of ours mitchell oh. I don't know. Macy's cool as shit. I wonder if she drinks whiskey. She might. I, well, I got to get her on pot. I, I, she. I want to see more women in in outdoors. Like I like to see more women drink whiskey. There's a ton of women out there that 
that drink whiskey. Big shout out to Bourbon Women, by the way. That's a, a women's group for uh, bourbon drinkers. Uh, if you're a woman out there listening to our podcast and you drink whiskey, you should join them. It's, it's a cool as shit. Uh, they got their own festival and stuff. and uh, But same thing with women in hunting. Um, you know, I think there needs to be more of that. And it takes a dad to, sometimes to no, get them exactly. out there. You know? No, exactly. So what you're telling me is to get my my daughter, because I'm probably going to have a daughter, on the bourbon quick. No, not. <laughs> yeah. She'll no. be nursing from the bottle at bourbon yeah. straight up. I mean, old Harrison Weller. Old well, hey, they say it, it teething, you know. Yeah, it helps, sure, sure, it helps sure. out. Yeah. I'm sure when I was a little kid, I drank a little whiskey. Uh, I bet Mace, I bet Macy would get on your podcast though. Like Mitchell, I'd love to have her on our podcast. Yeah, you know? she's super. Uh, I, I guarantee that's who you're talking about, and she's super country cool. is country as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's she's, she's all over the place. She's too, from man. Georgia too, huh? Yeah, I believe she is Georgia or Alabama or something. But yeah, she's a really cool girl, man. Big fisherman, big outdoorsman, and she does it for the right reasons, you know. But I do see some women that are just doing it for showing their attention. Ideas. But she's not that, that way. I think there's a there is a difference in that, and the same thing in whiskey. You know, uh, there's people that that shock and awe, and, and there's women in whiskey that are truly passionate about passionate it. about it. Right. They're doing it the right way, and uh, there's people out there that'll show their bodies and. You know, I, I tend to ignore those people, right. you know, and let the good filter out and stuff. Same thing in, in hunting. There's a woman, she is actually, I think, a Montana game commissioner, Skullbound. Uh, I don't know if you've seen her or not. A uh, very beautiful woman, but she, man, she I think she could hunt with the best of them. Yeah, uh, probably so. Some of them girls, man, they can get it. Well, we had a woman up north this year that... Uh, we got no citation, but she was. She searched all our stuff, man. But oh, she wow. was pretty attractive. Yeah. I tell you what, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. She was uh, <laughs> that woman, right? She those, came in our hotel rooms and everything. Really? Checked yeah. Every oh, we damn got, thing we had, we got checked down to the fucking bone, bro. Yeah. God damn! And you know what? You know what? Successful. We didn't get a ticket. Yeah, but she was like, "Let's go up to y'all's room. Let's check y'all's freezers. Let's check this. Let's check y'all's trailers. Let's check y'all's trucks. Can we check your guns?" Like and I was like, yeah, yeah everything yeah. you could possibly. Check. What state was that in? Mon- Montana. Yeah. yeah, just go ahead and say Montana. it. We're not going. To Montana I, that's like one year. of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite songs of all time, by the way. There's a song by uh, Hank Williams Jr. called Montana Cafe. Probably a little old for you fellows. Yeah, dude, you're I'm so sure much older I than us. It, it's insane. Like, so yeah. we're hanging out with our grandfather. No, not uh, grandpa, but no. maybe quite possible dad. Close my daddy's older than you. Close Don't worry. It. How how old's your dad? Sixty. God dang. Robert sixty. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, my dad's your age. My so. dad be doing 50, it. Fifty five. He's fifty five. He's older than you're fifty. I'm fifty. I just turned fifty. Okay. Yeah, oh, so you're so young. Older than you. Your dad's got started late. Yeah. What about your dad, Mitchell? Fifty seven. Our dad's got started yeah, Mitchell's, late. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell's My also dad started young, early. Well, I don't sound like He sounds like he was someone someone to see. There's yeah, eight of us. Porter, Porter's of dad it also has 12 children. Yeah. So 12 children. Well, like, well, my oldest know. sister would be uh, well, at, uh, 36 yeah. if she was still alive. And then my youngest brother's going to be a junior in high school. So, like, God dang. no, yeah. like, I there's like, it's like 16 to like 39. <laughs> My dad with one wife? Oh no 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 no! no, no. no we're not going to get into your. We're not going to get because my dad listens to every podcast we does. Post. He? We're not going to get into your. Uh, oh, trust me, Robert. Life. We love you to death, but damn. Yeah, no, he has a. Uh, 
Who's out there sowing that seed? Look, He's, we just know. There might be children out there we don't know about. We just say promiscuous. Okay? Do, you call, yeah, do, you, do you say, hey, what's up, farmer? No, I, I just say, <laughs> no, I say Rob. I'm like, I've oh, called Rob. him Rob. Like in my phone, it's Rob. It's like, what's up, Rob? Really? Yeah. Uh, well, Rob. Yeah. Rob and <laughs> mom. Like, like here in the next month, I'm going to be calling Rob and be like, hey, man, where are you and Larry at? You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, it's big fishing give, season. Give my dad you know? all the props yeah. so you can oh, catch a lot. Him, him and old Larry, man, they're, they're going to be searching out them big toads. Out oh, yeah. there, so we're gonna be calling. Well, where, 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 going on. where can our listeners find you guys at on social okay. medias? So, SCTX underscore Bayou Dragons on Instagram. You can look us up Bayou Dragons on TikTok. You can look us up Bayou Dragons Podcast on Apple Music, Instagram, or uh, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you want to call it now. YouTube, um, Facebook, Bayou Dragons. Or not anywhere. You can find us pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. just type in Bayou Dragons. It's you gonna can't be find the us anywhere. It's gonna be the one with the most uh, followers. Shoo. Yeah. Website, you said? Oh yeah, BayouDragons.com. Uh we have hats, shirts, stickers. Um, you know, like this year we'd raffle off a hunt that we brought someone on. We you know, we do different stuff. Uh we will be at trade shows if you're local. We'll be at the Gator Fest, we'll be at the Rice Fest, we'll be at Marsh Fest. Uh, trophy hunters. We are at all the trophy stuff. hunters. I want you guys to make a shirt that says the big bad booty daddy of the bayou. Okay. Let's <laughs> do it. That's easy. That wouldn't take us fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. Get that shit done. Let me holler at my boy. Can, uh, Mitchell's like, come on now. We can get it. Yeah, we can do it. Mitchell's the, look, I will say I'm this. just messing around. Hey, dude. We can hey, literally dude. come up with whatever the fuck we want. I to. will give, though, Mitchell all the prop on whenever we brought this brand back like you were saying he was doing instructional videos he was doing these videos and i was like what are you doing like and this is just me being you know his literal best friend i was like you're doing like these instructional videos i'm like why are you doing that but then like he was telling people like how he would throw out a spread in this situation how you do a feed call for a mallard how do you do this kind of quack how you do this and like in a few videos, he had a couple hundred thousand views, and I'm like, "Oh, nice! Like, cool." So then we, you know, he was like, "Let's bring it back." And well, you guys are we've got like I to said, where we're at. You're killing it, and you're doing a great job. I think the educational stuff is is important. I think it's very Who's gonna, important for the youth. That's who the youth gets the stuff from now, is from social media, right? And there's yep. plenty of shit on social media, plenty right? Of it. Uh, so why not give them something good to watch? And I'd rather my kid watch something like that, you know, educational hunting, if I, you know, instead of something bad or somebody flossing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, I mean, that's the so, internet. I mean, you walk in a restaurant, you look around. The way I look at it, um, you go in a restaurant and just look around, like bring your wife on a date. Yeah, I'd say probably 80% of that, the people sitting at the restaurant is going to be staring at their phone, man. Oh, Everyone's yeah. glued to their yeah. screen. They're consume, exactly, consuming. Man. Me and my wife, we make it a point to not look at our phones during a, a, a dinner date. I mean, right. same thing. And same thing with our kid. You know, I have a four-year-old son, and, and he could be glued to a TV or an iPad or a cell phone or whatever. You know, whatever. And we make it a point to make it to where he's not the one in the restaurant that is right. glued to the damn TV screen well, I, I'm, while we're I, at I'm a glad, restaurant. Glad you know? to hear you guys do stuff like that and putting out great content. And uh, I love it. 
I love it. My listeners, you know where you can find old Big Chief at. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at the Whiskey Trip. At the Whiskey, yeah, plug it in because we're posting this podcast also. So, like, do you have anything on Instagram or Facebook you want to promote? Just that right there, you know. Come and follow me if you want to learn about whiskey. Uh, listen to my podcast. I am under the Bourbon Life Podcast. Um, you can find my episodes on there. Check out my buddies Matt and Mark on there. Uh, leave me that five star review. That them them reviews open up uh, doors to distilleries. They get great guests on like the Bayou Dragons on here. Uh, Co collaboration with me. Uh, get great whiskey in my hand that I can share with guys like you. Uh, I love it. Um, you know, what a great episode. Thank you for uh, taking this trip with me, uh, taking this ride on the whiskey trip, sharing your stories with me. Uh, you know, hopefully this is the first of many, uh, you know, collaborations with you we guys. We could do this again. Let's do for it sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I've had a good time talking to you guys. For you guys being in your tw- late 20s, uh, mad respect, hats off to you uh, for having a passion for something and a dream and, and following through that, I think that's a rare thing in in your guys' generation. It seems like to me, and I, I could be wrong, but you know, you're not. But look, next time we'll host you, have you on our podcast. I'll cook yep. for you. You're gonna cook me some some goldfish, bro. Hey, dude. I promise. If it's goldfish, it's gonna be made out of fucking gold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, we appreciate you having us on and sharing all these great bourbons with us, man. Now, how do you guys close out a show? What do you say? We usually just say, thank you. Thank you. Come again. No, this. Welcome to the Bayou Dragon no, show. No. We're well, that's, that's supposed to be your, your intro, right? Yeah, no, but uh, he, he, he's never on the podcast. I'm, let him say I'm so. a loser, dude. He oh, he's God. a loser. You don't want to I'm say literally the shop hand that has nothing to do with nothing. So. Yep, he is. But uh, no, basically close it out. Appreciate everybody for watching. And um, we'll see y'all on the next episode. Appreciate the support. Well, listeners, you know what I like to say. This is old Big Chief, and thanks for taking this ride with me. We need something like that.